శ్రీరామకృష్ణ ది గ్రేట్ మాస్టర్ చాప్టర్ టూ శ్రీరామకృష్ణస్ బర్త్ ప్లేస్ కమార్కపూర్ అండ్ యాన్సెస్ట్రీ విత్ ద ఎక్సెప్షన్ ఆఫ్ శ్రీరామచంద్ర అండ్ లార్డ్ బుద్ధ ఆల్ ద డివైన్ ఇన్కార్నేషన్స్ వర్ బోర్న్ ఇన్ పావర్టీ అండ్ హార్డ్షిప్ కన్సిడర్ ఫర్ ఎగ్జాంపుల్ ద లైఫ్ ఆఫ్ భగవాన్ శ్రీకృష్ణ ద గ్లోరీ ఆఫ్ ద రేస్ ఆఫ్ క్షత్రియ ప్రిన్సెస్ హీ వాజ్ బోర్న్ ఇన్ ఎ ప్రిజన్ and spent his childhood away from his kith and kin in a community of humble cowherds or that of lord jesus who was born in a stable with a anger for his cradle but brought glory to his humble parents or that of bhagwan shankara who was born posthumously as the son of a poor widow or that of bhagwan sri chaitanya who was of common parentage or finally that of the prophet muhammad the founder of islam who was born in a poor family but despite this fact none of them was born in a family where contentment did not reign supreme in the midst of want and poverty or where the warmth of love and selflessness did not prevail over the chill of penury or where the hearts of the parents were not adorned with renunciation and purity together with adamantine firmness and austerity well balanced with sentiments of charity and kindliness if we think deeply we find that there is a subtle connection between the condition of poverty and the future course of the lives of the incarnations for unless from their early years they had known and sympathized with the lot of the poor the oppressed and the miserable how could they in later years have wiped away the tears of such people and brought them solace that however is not all that the incarnations aim to accomplish we have already seen that they came into the world mainly to arrest the decline of religion to fulfill that object they had to acquire intimate knowledge of the principles of religion as reflected in the lives of the people in the past understand the causes of its decline and formulate new and perfected forms of it suited to changing times and places it is in the huts of the lowly and not in the palaces of the rich that this intimate knowledge can be gained for it is the poor man deprived of the enjoyment of worldly pleasures who clings to god and his dispensation as his main support although therefore religion declines everywhere a little gleam of the old teaching still brightens the poor man's hut that perhaps is the reason for these great souls the world teachers taking their birth in the huts of the poor it was even so in regard to the great master whose life story we are about to relate in the province of bengal not far from the place where the north western part of the district of hugli joins the districts of bankura and medinipur there is a cluster of three villages forming a triangle although known to the local people as three separate villages with their distinct names of sripur kamar arpur and mukundapur they nestle so close that they appear to the traveler lar as different parts of the same village the people of the surrounding villages called all the uh, three together as kamarpukur probably because the local landlords had lived in that village for many generations at at the time we are speaking of 
Kamarpukur formed a part of the rent-free estate belonging to the family of the spiritual teacher of the Maharaja of Burdwan. The descendants of this family, Gopila Goswami, Sukalal Goswami and others were living there. The town of Burdwan is situated around 32 miles north of Kamarpukur. A metalled road skirting Kamarpukur leads from there to Puri to the southwest. Many poor pilgrims and sadhus walk along this road to Puri to pay obeisance to Sri Jagannath, the Lord of the Universe, and return the same way. The famous temple of Tarakeshwar Mahadev also is situated about 19 or 20 miles north of Kamarpukur. A road passing through Jahanabad, also known as Arambagh, and situated on the bank of the river Dwarakeshwar, connects that place with Kamarpukur. Moreover, two highways, one from Ghata, 18 miles to the south, and the other from Vanavishnupur, 26 miles to the west, enter Kamarpukur. No words can express the atmosphere of peace that pervaded the mainly agricultural villages of Bengal before they were devastated by malaria in 1867. Surrounded by extensive fields, these small villages of the Hooghly district looked like islands floating in a vast green sea. The people were physically strong and healthy and mentally happy and contented. Since they led an outdoor life and had plenty to eat, the soil being extremely fertile, the villages were densely populated. And the villagers, besides cultivating the fields, engaged themselves in various small industries. Thus, Kamarpukur is still famous in that part of the country for jilapi and nabat sweets. And its people even now make a decent living by manufacturing hookah pipes of ebony and selling them in Calcutta. At one time, it was famous for producing yarn, dhotis, towels and such other handicrafts. Well-known cloth merchants, Vishnu Chapdi and others lived in this village and carried on a good business with Calcutta. Market is held in the village even now every Tuesday and Saturday and people from the surrounding villages, Tarahat, Badanganj, Sihar, Desra, etc., bring to it for sale articles of daily use such as yarn, dhotis, towels, cooking pots, pitchers, baskets, fine and coarse mats, etc., along with the produces of the fields. Numerous ceremonial festivals are still observed. To this day, in the month of Chaitra, Kamarpuku reverberates with songs in praise of the goddess Manasa, as well as with the Gajan song in praise of Shiva, and in the month of Vaisakha or Yestha, with songs about Hari continuing uninterruptedly for a period of three days. Moreover, all kinds of ceremonies pertaining to special occasions are performed throughout the year in the house of the landlord, while daily and special worships take place in the established temples. The poverty of the village has now put a stop to many other similar festivities.